Welcome to Heroes of the Hydean Way. This is a live play podcast that explores published adventures set in the Fantasy Flight Games Star Wars RPG line. Currently, our story is Friends Like These, and it can be found as a standalone module at your friendly local game store or online. This is Act 2, Episode 4, and I'm Ben, the GM for this adventure. And I'm Christine. I play Captain Nima Ptolemy, the Miriallan Commander Tactician, who is currently preparing for some tough negotiations with Mandalorians. Dude, check it out. My name's Ant. Some people used to call me TV93, but you can call me Ant. And I'm like totally like a slicer. Like I like slice things, not like, you know, like food and stuff because I'm a droid because I don't eat, but like computers. And I totally, totally, totally can shoot things from, like, way far away. It's pretty amazing. And the chicks just really dig it, you know. And I got to say, have you seen my computer core? Because after I saw you, I just forgot everything. Okay. Well, I'm Chris. (laughs) And I play Mandalorian Commando Matu Ordo Combat Victory Duty Force Emergent Soldier Guy. Are are you done? That's it. Nothing, Nothing funny today. Okay. Um... I'm Kith. I'm Kith. I, I currently laugh a bit like Muttley. <laughs> I promise I'm not smoking while we're doing this. Um, except for, you know, Kith might be on fire slightly, but I... Hey, I'm Leslie, and I play Kith. <laughs> Kith, mechanic, saboteur. General mess. <coughs> All right. So. <laughs> the delayed cough really just sealed it nicely. Yeah, it's sold it. I'm trying. I did. To get to know our characters a little bit better, I like asking a question at the beginning of a episode. Today, it is going to be of Nima. And the question is, how is the fact that Matu had to do an honorable killing blow to Atal's in service of rescuing these Mandalorian and Tull's prisoners affecting you. There's a part of me that thinks we could have avoided bloodshed entirely. I even suggested as much, but the way I'm trying to look at it now is before the ritual combat was brought up, which I actually think I'm the one who first suggested it, it looked like it was going to come down to a fight. A fight where a lot of Tulls, a lot of Mandalorians, and maybe some of my people might not have made it out of there. It doesn't set right with me that Matu just killed him when he was defenseless, but based on the reactions, it seemed to be the thing to do. And I, I don't get these warrior cultures. I, It's not what I grew up in, but it was what was necessary. And in spite of all of our recent disagreements, I trust Matu's judgment. And I'm going to get a quick recap off of TV, or sorry, AMP. Does Leslie have notes? Yes, I put up the notes today. Where's the notes? Give me a second, I can get you the link. Just a minute, hon, it's just gonna be a minute. I am not Roz <laughs> from Monsters, Inc., you turd. Right, 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 shoot him in the head. I got it. Shoot him in the head, not Matu. Yeah, it's not specific. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so, yeah, um, there was, like, this fight, and there was, like, a lot of talking about the fight, and, you know, I'm going to fight you, no, I'm going to fight you, and my side's going to win, no, my side's going to win, and stuff like that, and, like, Matu seemed really into it, 
And he's like looking for this sword or something. I don't know what it is, but there's like the sword and then there's like the fight. And then he's like, dude, dude, if I lose, totally shoot me in the head. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, no, shoot him in the head. And I'm like, what? Who am I supposed to shoot in the head? And he's like, me, him. And I'm like, what? You know, he's being like totally confusing about it and stuff. And so I just decided that I was going to like, you know, shoot someone in the head if somebody won or lost. Um, but it didn't really have to happen that way because like Matu like did his Matu thing. He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm better than you, Mandalore stuff. And then um, it was like better at the end because of that, he said, I think. And Nima was mean to me. When was I mean to you? <laughs> hey, now you're being mean to me about my intro. My recap. I'm not being mean to you about your intro. I just want to know what did I say <laughs> that offended you? Um, it was, when was I mean to you? That's what you said. <laughs> <sighs> Almost makes I sense. Just, I, I can't. I can't win with him. I just can't. The best part is you keep trying. She's called me a loser. I, I did not. <laughs> You're putting words in my mouth. I do want to get... The destiny pool rolled up. I got a dark side, just like the color of my lungs. <laughs> Apparently it's contagious. I'm a throat punch you. <laughs> you can't reach me. You're too short. <laughs> Plus, all you gotta do is like go like 10 steps and she'll start wheezing. <laughs> and our final pool ended up being two dark side points and three light side points. Yay! I have two. Take that, Genesis. In Genesis, the GM only gets one. Yeah. What? Oh, because yeah, there's no force points. No, it's it's like. But there is story, story points. points. Yeah. I feel like they needed a better. But name. why would the GM only start off with one? That's that's cruel. All the players get because one. Because Sam Stewart. Anyway, all right, and rolling for duty, which yeah, that yeah, vastly overshoots. The... I don't think so. Oh, actually, did we get any duty last time? That was a major because, combat uh, victory. There, yeah, there were two combat victories. There was the ritual combat, and there was the whole uh, fight back in the spaceport. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Well, I did roll 47, so I'm kind of figuring that you guys didn't get 40 points of combat victory. Though I am going with... And, and Nima leadershiped to save personnel. Not our personnel, but they're still personnel. Okay, that, that one might be a stretch for the moment. Yeah. <laughs> that one I go with two. Hey, you still got two. Including. Cool. I, actually, you mean three because I have positive spin. Woo-hoo. That was including. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Burn. So for, with what you say for Matu's combat victory, both, like, that was a very brilliant one in the singular combat. That's definitely worth five on its own. And then... Eh. The sword work that Matu did in the other one, yeah, I'd totally go with, like, that one should be a three, so altogether, call it a ten. That's not how math works. If you include the two extra points from the positive positive spin. Oh, okay, so it's not just per session. It's per... No. I helped. You did help. I did not. Yeah. So, as it sits, did not get the duty? But we're up to 20% now. We're we're getting there. (laughs) Pretty dang close. We finished off with the ritual combat had ended, the Tal's chieftain had been killed, the Mandalorian captives and the Tal's captives had been freed, and Raimi was angling towards this camp in what actually is pretty much a blizzard that has rolled in off of the mountain that they are up against at the base. So probably some tricky flying involved here. <laughs> A tiny bit. I'm pretty
pretty much figuring that Raimi would be trying to hone in on one of your comlinks if you're trying to call him to you guys. Given the condition of at least one of these prisoners, uh, that's probably a good idea. So in that case, for Raimi's check, considering the environment that's going on, it's going to be a two red, one purple check and two setback due to environmental... Do we not... Aren't there those weird... um? Beasts of burden, are those still kicking around? The narglatches. Yes, there are some narglatches kicking around. Could we just borrow one and hoof it back, or are we gonna lose time? Because if we crash the ship, we're gonna... yeah. What's a ship gonna crash into? All these stakes and trees <laughs> fall into the canyon. We have a. Do we have a clearing that's large enough? Yes, there is. Uh, can we position Nima, like the four of us, on each corner of the clearing, so he has kind of a calm signal directing this, like, land between the four of us kind of thing. I'd go with an upgrade for that, sure. For bringing the ship in, that'll put Raimi at four yellow, a purple, and two red. He ignores the two setback dice because he is a skilled jockey. Given Chris's argument for not wanting to crash the ship, I'm going to light slide this to give him an extra green. Uh, I forget, the vanishing point, uh, what is the vanishing point's handling? Was it just zero? I think it was Did a minus one. That? I was like, it's minus one. No. I'm no. sorry. I thought it might have been a positive one. No. <laughs> I was trying to, because it's a cool ship. It's a cool ship. It only has a minus one. What does that mechanically do? The minus one handling gave him a setback die because he could only ignore two setback dice and that bumped him up to three. So a positive handling adds boost dice. In this case, the handling did hurt him, but not enough because two successes, a triumph, and a threat. So two successes. Raimi expertly navigates through the blizzard and brings the ship down in the middle of the clearing that we've outlined. Guys, what do we want to use that triumph for? We remembered to fully stock our, our med packs. There's an awesome drummer on the planet. There's cold weather gear for everybody. <laughs> hot cocoa for all. Once again, thanks to the droid. Best use of a triumph ever. Two things droid don't need. Can we um, not have to make a check to fly back? You know, I'll go with that too. Yeah. He's navigated his way through here. He's He knows the way back out. He's mm-hmm. got it memorized. Though the one threat is going to be there's no marshmallows with the tra- hot cocoa. Oh, <laughs> no! Wait, my marshmallows! I kind of wonder if there's some, like, uh, gross, hot, milk-based alcoholic drink um, that the talls are scooping out of their little fire pit. You mean, like, mutter's milk? Yeah, something like that. I don't, I don't know that much about alcohol, but I feel like that's that's a thing that could be Kick oh yeah, around. that's disgusting. It's like super gross, but they're way into it. But tasty. Mm-hmm. I c- I could definitely see some of them trying to come around. It's fermented. It's like a very heavy sort of almost like pr- what we now use as protein drinks. Uh, how are the they used to be our enemy tolls? How is like the other tribe reacting now? Like, have they all just are they all just crawling away here? Are they watching us? Some of them are watching. Some are dealing with the chieftain who is essentially laying him straight, starting to prepare the last rites for him. Well, I don't think we should stick around here. Let's load up. As you do, all the tulls from the search group are getting the other rescued tulls onto the ship, and they're getting everyone onto the vanishing point. This is making everything pretty tight. So then the other 
Mandalorians are carrying a few, helping him with arms over shoulders. And then finally bringing up the rear is the wounded Mandalorian who is in the cage that got let down. And she's not exactly in the best of condition, but she seems to be, eh, one could say conscious. Especially after the uh, application of stim packs in the last episode. Stabbing helpfully. Right, so we load everybody up. As you get inside, first off, it's amazingly nice to get out of that wind. Because it had been amazingly cutting. And then there was all that physical exertion. There was a whole gang captured by towels. And now there's even more towels on board. It's almost like there's this group of Wookiees kicking around. These are the nice towels. <laughs> the smell. Oh, yeah. These are the nice towels. Oh, the smell of all that wet fur drying off in the ship. Oh, mm. my ship's going to be so rank. Says one of the cause of the uh, wet fur. Yeah. Hey, hey, I... And well conditioned. <laughs> <laughs> and you had just been out in a blizzard. Is that like a cream rinse sort of thing, or you just go for straight conditioner? Leave in. Sometimes <laughs> it's 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 a weekly thing. Comb or brush? Yes. Depends on detailing. Huh. Um, okay. I would like to roll a four C. Alright. Theoretical four C. Um because I had an idea. I'm trying to gymnastically get Matu to do the same idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna try something. Well let me roll it first. Ooh, two light side. Yay. I am going to try to see what would happen if this team did not participate in the battle. Like which team are you talking about? Oh, uh, just like if if Matu, TV, Kif, and Nima just left. Okay. All right, so you're looking to get that. If Matu, Amp, Kith, and Nima were to leave and take the vanishing point disappearing, the way things currently are, you sort of get a quick uh, view of like major moments in the battle for Zorn. And first you see... This gladiator star destroyer drop out of hyperspace, flanked by these two raider corvettes. They come in, the hyena bombers take off from the space dock. Captain Rello's up there. They pound and trying to defend, but they just are quickly overwhelmed by the squadron of ties and the corvettes, driving Rello off and scoring two major hits on the base dock, causing it to detonate, wiping out a fair amount of the debris field around it. As the gladiator and raiders come in, one of the raiders takes a hit from the mines that are left up there, then gets into a stable over orbit over Foundry 4 and drops troopers. As the troopers drop, you see a small smattering of defenders there. They've got two of the hyena bombers, the couple of destroyers that are there, a couple of the droid walkers that they've been building, but the first wave of stormtroopers starts walking through and they just start falling, almost like they're just targets. They try and take cover, they hold up the stormtroopers for a bit, but quickly they start to break and fade away, running for the elevators for Foundry 4. 
as a break in a ragged line, the acclimator that they've been restoring opens fire and takes out a watcher, but quickly one of the watchers has just landed, turns and fires on the acclimator, knocking it out, causing smoke and a small explosion from the working turbo laser to happen. The final thing you see is these Imperials with jetpacks jumping down the kilometer long hole, taking the landing bay and lowering a ATDP down into the foundry proper as it starts to bash its way through the defenses of foundry four proper. Bravo for the top of your head. Very good. I'm impressed. Um, so Matu, I think, is sitting in the front cockpit next to Raimi. Normally Nima's spot, but whatever. He, he stole it. <laughs> and he kind of zoned out, staring into the snow, rushing past the, the, the viewport as Raimi is taking him back. Uh, where's Amp? Napping. That's a good question. I assume he is with you all? What are you talking about in the vision? No, no, just like where he is. He, is he, it, can I talk to him without having to move? That's my question. Dude, I'm right here. Oh, right. Um, listen. Uh-oh. Raimi, uh, Amp, what do you two know about, uh, Operation on Scarif? Something about a Rogue One situation? Early days, before we took out the Death Star. Do I know anything about that? That kind of sounds like a knowledge warfare check. Oh, dear. I'm supposed to be training that. <laughs> like me too i have nothing in it that's why i keep I'm trying to push this to somebody else i always I always mean to and amp does have that module that's true that gives me a boost yeah i mean kith can help but not very much so i am going to be mildly on the mean side and use a destiny point on a knowledge check like i said i was being mean <laughs> uh-huh and as such, it is going to be one purple, one red, and one setback for your knowledge warfare check. What about Raimi? Can Raimi help? Yeah, I'd totally give a boost off of that. Go Raimi. I'm flipping it back. Double destinied on a knowledge warfare. The bones tell me something. D- does TV roll bones? Well, I got this handful of bones, and it's now dictating our What's strategy. been happening without me? <laughs> This is terrifying. He just reaches into a pouch at his waist and just pulls out a handful of bones. How do you have battle droids in a pouch? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, Kif walks around with with droid parts, so TV's walking around with human parts. I'll give you that. (laughs) Okay, fine. Mine just literally talks to me. (laughs) I am frightened. I might have to just go away again. He kneels down, looks at the bones, traces his finger in the dust, or in the snow, and says, I got two success and three advantage. Well, we're on the we're ship. ship so. What? We're still on the ship? <laughs> yes. Well, you guys Bro, loaded onto the ship. Where did you think ship? I'd gone? <laughs> Somewhere in the ship. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know if you were pretending to sleep again. <laughs> Never mind. Do you know anything about it or not? Now I gotta clean up this mess. Get dark straight, you have to clean up this mess. My friggin' ship. Yes, yes you do. Anyway, yes, you... Like, that's three advantage on the operation on Scarif. What does he know? I'm willing to leave that up to Brent and the four of you. And because I'm assuming that, like, two, three, maybe even four of you have seen Rogue One, 
I'm sort of thinking, yeah, you guys do know about the operation on Scarif? Cool. Did anybody survive that? I don't think anybody did, did they? No one on the ground. Not the way they ended the movie. The droid died. Heroically. Some of the people in space did. Oh, yeah, I guess Red Leader and Gold Leader. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. I'm just going to say that we know it in in intimate detail that uh, it's like we know it so well that it's like we saw the movie. How convenient. Oh, yes, I saw those historical hollow documents. Well, I'm figuring that the four of you have been kicking around a rebel intelligence vehicle for the last six weeks or so. So some of the major operations of the rebellion would be related to you. So I'm figuring that's where things got picked up. Perfect. So Amp relays the the extra details and uh, Matu just goes, I have some thoughts once this negotiations with the Mandalorians are done. So Matu has post-Bandu thoughts. Is it something that does need to wait until after that, or...? Well, yeah, we're going to have to see if we're going to be able to convince Clan Baroya to honor its debts to Clan Ordo. I mean, join our side. <laughs> Are there debts other than the saving their people here? There's a history. I don't know if there's any incurred honorable debts, but we've been allies for a very long time. Rainy is actually very quickly flying you back to the mercenary camp on Vlimoth, where it took like an hour to find the base camp. This is like a 10-minute flight back, because instead of doing a search pattern, he's able to go from point A to point B. He knows where he's going. And with the wonderful triumph of him landing, he now knows how to get back. So, Yay, Raimi! Up, over the clouds, over, and then down before the blizzard is able to hit the mercenary camp. Hey, Kiff, you should really put some arms on Raimi so he could use an actual control stick. Does, does he have little manipulators? He's got manipulators. He's got arms. They're just small. Then get him a, a piloty arm. Just one. Maybe that sticks off the top of his head. I'll talk to him about it. That would look ridiculous. Yeah, to which Raimi does the best he can of blowing you a raspberry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Astromax are world-class raspberry blowers. Um, I want a mug of the gross hot alcohol milk. And I'm kneeling down next to this Baroya clanswoman. Here, we'll bring some stamina back to your blood. She reaches out and takes the cup of gross alcoholic milk from him. Thank you. She takes off her Y-visor helmet, sets it down beside her. She shudders after she takes a sip from the cup, but continues to drink it. The woman before you has seen better days. There are cuts all along her face and the body stocking underneath her armor. She's of average height, but athletic, clearly someone who takes daily physical training serious as well. Her armor is a blue and slate gray mix. A piece on her upper left arm is damaged. The actual damage has been filled, but Blaster's scoring surrounds what looks to be a grievous injury from a past battle. She has dark brown skin brown eyes, and long hair tied back in braids and a hairstyle that's too elaborate to be Mandalorian, even if a great deal of it has come undone from the events of her day. Feeling better? A bit. What is this stuff? I'm not really sure. The Talls had it. I'm guessing Noglatch milk, but I can't rule out that it's not Tal's milk. She, she looks at the 
at the milk and disgust for a moment and then shrugs and takes another drink from it. It's helping clear my head a little bit. You've fought for us, but you're not of Clan Baroya. No, I'm Matsu Ordo of the Clan Ordo, here to honor our past friendship and alliances, and hopefully to bring us together to battle once again in great honor. Her eyes go wide. She's looking up at you. Say your name again. Matsu, Matsu Ordo of the Clan Ordo. And she goes ahead and sets the, like, you're still standing during this, or did you sit beside her? Uh, standing. So she'll go ahead and set the Tulls or Narglatch milk aside and go ahead and start standing, even though it's, you know, she's obviously still wounded and it's kind of painful for her. Maddie, you, you, you repainted your armor. And um, she kind of reaches out, like, towards your, your helmet for a moment and then pauses as if thinking. Yeah, there's a, there's a, like, a reflexive slap away like don't touch my armor what are you talking about repainting my armor how did you know what my armor looked like you used to paint it red because you wanted it to be the color of blood well yeah that just makes sense if the enemies are going to bleed on me anyway who are you you don't remember me at all should i i am Lida ordo formerly of the clan ordo now of clan baroya i'm your mother Okay. Um, he reaches down and picks up the drink. <laughs> I can see this is a little bit more effective than I thought it was. Um, listen, you just rest until we get back. I'll be in the front doing the thing. It just shovels off. Amp, amp. I'm sorry. In my mind, TV and Kit are both there watching. Oh. In the shadows. Uh, you'd also <laughs> then see the Mandalorian woman, Matu's mom, Mrs. Ordo, if you will, uh, looks pretty hurt when he turns <laughs> away mom. and goes ahead and sits oh. back down. Dude, it's your mom. No, it's not. She's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we could be like, you know, I could be like your dad? <laughs> So he's back in the front of the cockpit. Um, tells Remy, lock the doll. Foop. Look, um, Amp, Kiff, it's quite possible we've been compromised. <laughs> Amp puts his hand on Matthew's shoulder and says, Son, you've always been a little paranoid. <laughs> <laughs> Get your hand off of me. Listen. This is not funny. My mother's dead. My mother's been dead my entire life. Mm, she looks pretty alive to me. That woman, whoever she is, is attempting to use some sort of information she's obtained about my personal background to convince me that she is my mother, and she's not. Kith holds up a hand. Yes, Kith. How do you know your mom is dead? Because my father told me so. I did not. <laughs> My real father, you malfunctioning scrap pile. You're not my real dad. <laughs> You're not even real. Now he's going to run to his room and just cry and write into his journal and, and sing. I just realized you, you can't slam doors in the Star Wars universe. Oh, Kith can Look, change I can that. prove it to you. Uh, and I use force powers to gaze somehow some direction in time and I have a light side point why would you, <laughs> <Did> you... 
Why would she pretend to be your mom? No, he's he's in a force oh, okay. vision. Matu's yeah. not like here right now. Yeah, he's sort of doing the staring off into the oncoming terrain. <laughs> I hate it when you he does like this. like to leave a message, press one. <laughs> I um, I have grease pens. We can write on his uh his armor. Amp sits down, puts his feet up on the console. Kith, Kith looks at, at, at TV and is like, what's going on? He's doing it again. You just have to wait. He'll come out and start <laughs> babbling nonsense in a moment. Speaking of nonsense, like you're searching out for the last time that you had seen your mother. You're trying to dredge up these sorts of memories. And it was just before your father had stepped down as head of Clan Ordo. And it was at that point where the three of you had sort of taken on a bit more of a nomadic life, being a bit more of, yeah, the classic sort of new Mandalorian gun-for-hire style. The classic sort of new Mandalorian. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they've been around for about 80 years at this point. Hipster so. Mando. Uh, going around kind of as a merc, kind of as a hired gun, I guess is sort of the best way. Taking money to be someone's tough, and Clan Ordo is one of the toughest. But things with your mother, she wasn't entirely taken with the Rol Sonore. Parts of it sung very true to her, and there were one or two parts that just did not. And it created a gulf between her and your father. They had been out on a mission for a crime lord, and in doing so, there was an opportunity for her to essentially cut ties and allow your father to raise you as a proper Mandalorian without the what she was trying to cons- consider the taint of her views about being a Mandalorian. Um, he turns back to the other two. See, definitely not la- not her. She's dead. Okay. Matu? What? I just want you to realize that what we saw was you (laughs) staring out the window for the past three minutes and 47 seconds. I know what I saw. She is dead. And we have to very seriously consider that whoever's trying to impersonate my mother here might be on the Imperial side. Did you see her die? Yes. (laughs) Did you see her die? die. No, but you know, my false visions aren't exactly precise. Usually I see the future. Matu. I was trying to look at the past. I don't even know if that's a thing I can do legally. Legally? The rules. <laughs> 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 what? <laughs> it is called 4C, Look, it doesn't matter. C. Is it actually 4C? I've yes. been writing Force C the whole time. No, it, it, it is 4C. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kit, just hold your hand up again. What? My parents think I'm dead. They didn't see me die. Well, why would you do that to them? They're probably worried sick. <laughs> well, they can't be worried sick. They think I'm dead. I don't even have parents. You have a plant somewhere. Actually, I know where it is because we were there. Droids don't grow on plants. That's a green one. (laughs) 
Look, this may surprise you, but I am not emotionally equipped to deal with something like this. I'm going to choose to ignore it. I am shocked. But I also accept your right to ignore your emotional burdens. Would you like to talk to TJ? He's very helpful. I don't want to talk to TJ. I want to bash his head in. Maybe that'll make me feel better. All he is is a head. I suppose she could be using you to get to me. <laughs> well, TV, you are this quite surprised. Been insanely unhelpful. Just going to sit in here, wait till we land, and I'll talk to the Mandalorians at large. Just saying, maybe you should talk to her. And I think there's actually a moment of regret for Matu because really the person he wants to be talking to about this is Nima. But he, his pride will not let him back down from him being angry at her yet. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Raimi locked the door, right? <laughs> uh, I assume he locked it, but only to people that weren't not. Know, okay, part of the so, so 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 the door the door slides open, and Nima sticks her head in. And what are you all doing up here? Matu's hiding from his mommy. What? He's gonna fix me up with her. We're protecting ourselves from a uh, possible imperial spy. You mean the hurt Mandalorian who's asking every other Mandalorian about you? Yes, her. She's claiming to be my mother. My mother's dead. You saw her die? But he didn't see her die. Oh. So this is a denial thing. Kif nods quietly from behind Matu. Okay. Well, uh, in any case, it sounds like you've made quite an impression out there with the whole ritual combat thing. Should earn us some um, nice favor when we land again. You Okay. I'm fine. Gift is shaking her head. Just keep an eye on her. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, I'll keep an eye on her. Make sure she's not a spy. Do you want me to keep an eye on her? Yes. Okay, he pops up. And the ship itself sets down on the landing pad where you had initially parked at the mercenary camp on Vlimith. Raimi has sort of this calming, sort of soothing tones, like sort of crystalline music going. Almost like mesmer music. Trying to calm everyone. I need to make a call back to Zorn to figure out what we can negotiate with Cal Corsa. Are you four going to be okay delivering the the Mandalorians we rescued back to their people? Yes, it's going to be fine. Okay, if you, you know, if you need anything, I'm just a calm call away. Bramie backs away from the piloting console, retracts the scomp link, extends his arc welder. Yes, you're very fierce. <laughs> <laughs> um, Raimi, why don't you follow along after Kith right now? I think you've been cooped up on the ship a little too long. Go, just t- take a look, unless you want to stay here. Uh, his dome shakes side to side. The arc welder goes down, and he rolls over, bumps into Kith. All right. Have fun. Hey, buddy. Don't get in, in, into any more fights. Kif, Kif looks at the Mandalorians and the Talls that are walking <laughs> past and looks down at herself. I think I can manage that. <laughs> I don't know about them. The door flips open over the arc welder for Raimi. Not extending, it just flips open. As the ramp lowers and the Mandalorians and Talls are able to finally exit this place where it's like their cheek and jowl. It's like the door opens and they just kind of poofed through. Well... The first two kind of fall out. The rest of them are able to go out more properly. Remember, Amp, keep an eye on her. Mm-hmm. Both eyes, as often as you can <laughs> spare them. Poor, poor woman. <laughs> that will be a scene somewhere in here, Ben. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, that shall be. 
I do want to get the comm back to Zorn in, and I'm not quite sure how... However that goes, then we'll see where things shake out. Okay, so if we're going to start there, when everybody has left the ship, Nima will go ahead and set up the... and send a... Uh, encrypted, if she can, <laughs> comm signal back to Zorn uh, to try to get in touch with Cal. So as you flip on the switch to get back to Zorn, like a small little hollow bust of Cal comes up. Kasik, we have an update. Oh, oh, good. What now is y'all's update there? We've arrived at Flemeth Port, and we've been able to generate some goodwill with the local Mandalorian clan, Clan Baroya. We're able to save a few of their people from an enemy Tull's tribe that was keeping them captive. Tull's tribe? Yeah, there's quite a few of them here. Uh, we should be beginning negotiations soon with uh, their clan leader, uh, Vera Baroya. Um, however, before I go in there to negotiate on the behalf of Zorn... I need to know what you can offer. I don't exactly have a lot of resources of my own. <laughs> we do have, well, the right old foundry. We could offer them the use of it, assuming it survives, of course. But at one point, this foundry was able to put out ships and droids and, like, entire armies. We should now be able to get this back in order to get them more ships. Or to outfit them better, though them their Mandalorians are a little particular about their weaponry, so they may not want it to be manufactured that way. True. The ships actually might be more appealing to them. The reason they needed our help is I didn't see any other ships. I mean, we came in on, on a Mandalorian uh, scout of some kind, but I'm guessing they're a little light on them. I do think that we'd be able to manufacture a fair amount for them. Uh, Maybe call it a dozen? We will most certainly be grateful for any help that they can give. Well, these are Mandalorians, and they're experienced mercenaries. I'm guessing one of them is a match for for a fair number of stormtroopers. So if we can get a sizable force, I think that would be worth a dozen ships. I rightly think that you're correct there. Okay, I do kind of want to get you to roll a charm check. <laughs> charm? Nima has no charm. Everybody well, hates her. <laughs> something along that lines. Okay, so... Something along those lines. All right, so I'm making a charm test. Uh, what is my difficulty? I'm flipping a destiny point to do this check, and it's going up against three purple. This is more him kind of following my lead, I'm, I take it? A little bit of, yeah, him trying to follow your lead, and like him percolating for the last... Yeah, call it eight hours on trying to get this giant barrier he had been talking to uh, Matu about put in place. Like the dead drop where it just slams shut one of these doors. Okay, um, I want to argue a boost here. Mandalorians have quite a reputation. If he's, you know, getting cold feet about hiring them, that reputation should help ease some of those fears. Okay, I can totally go with that. Right. And uh, I will go ahead and light slide back. Putting me at one yellow, three green, and a blue versus three purple. One success and two advantages. You know, little lady, Bellows was talking to me as we were getting this contraption that your Mandalorian inspired us for in place. And he was mentioning a few of the, the scalawags that we had locked up in our security center. 
Maybe these Mandalorians, sure, they're mercenaries, but I'm certain easy bounties wouldn't hurt. So basically, don't offer them cash, but offer them cash (laughs) through a couple of contracts. Do you know for sure that some of these prisoners have contracts on their heads? Well, there's that one, what was his name, Smudge, but... Bellows tells me that we should be keeping a few of these in our little brig unless we're going to be giving them over to some sector ranger or some person of order. He's just not too keen about giving them over himself. Something about not wanting to get his hands dirty with the Empire. I understand. Um, well, if you can send me the names and how much their contracts are worth if they have them, or if not, then what their crimes were, I can present it as an option, maybe talk down their price a little bit. I'll try to sell it the best I can, but they're more liable to see that that's passing up one problem of yours. It can benefit them, but kind of is also going to do you a favor. I mean, they aren't costing us that much right now in ways of food, and they are nice and locked up. How much authority do I have to, well negotiate on these terms. I won't go above a dozen ships, but if they do want armaments instead, is that something I can offer them? If we're able to survive, I'm willing to do whichever kind of project they're wanting. All they have to do is get us plans or discuss it with Lyra. We'd be definitely, most certainly, in their debt. Very well. Well, I need to go actually meet with her, but I want you to start thinking about what your people might have to offer um, a Zygerian slaver. We're going to co-op after this to, well, at least have a meeting. I'm, I have a lot of conflicting thoughts about it. I almost didn't take the, the offer of the meeting, but you need all the help that you can get, and... Something tells me there's more to this situation than than a simple negotiation. I will most certainly toss on my thinking cap, but I'm certain whatever's good for the Mandalorians might also be good for the Zygarians. Moving people is moving people. Whether it's Mandalorian mercenaries to assault a stronghold or moving a bunch of helpless people. Fair enough. Best of luck with the preparations on your end. I will come back once negotiations have concluded. That's mighty fun of you. And she will end the call. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Heroes of the Hydean Way. You can find show updates on Twitter at The Hydean Way, and you can find me, Ben, on Twitter at Deuterium Ice. And you can find me, Christine, on Twitter at Twelfth Night. That's one, two, TH, and Night with a K. And all of like the rabid fans of like, you know, TV93, you can call me Amp, can find Ibrant Brown on Twitter at Ibrant Brown on Twitter. And Kith and Leslie hang out over on Twitter at LeslitGS. Listen, Shug. <laughs> If you need some more uh, Star Wars actual play in your life, I'm going to you should go. You. you should listen to Dice for Brains because they're good at the drama. Repeated. Uh, but if you don't like drama, like all this, you know, oh my long lost mother, and you're like that's boring, then then go over to Silhouette Zero because we're not that serious. But if you like that drama, go go see Dice for Brains, and you, you can you can go to any direction of that 
from my Twitter at Sil Zero Christmas. Accents degrading into something different. I don't. <laughs> because you're being mean. <laughs> oh yeah, because my cow one was great. Leslie, that didn't sound like Chris at all. <laughs> wow, that that sounded like that sounded like Leslie. <laughs> hey guys, I'm back. Are we doing the outro yeah. yet? Yeah, Leslie right. got it for you. No, nah, something happened. We are all at thehydeanway.com, where you can find previous episodes and our sister podcast, Tales from the Hydean Way. Our podcasts are on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, where you can find more episodes. And, while you're there, help us out by rating and reviewing the show. You can find us on Facebook as Heroes of the Hydean Way. Drop a holocom to heroes at com. Let us know which uh, squad member's parents you want to meet next. TVs! <laughs> If you like what we do and want to support the show, you can find us at both patreon.com slash thehydeanway and ko-fi.com slash thehydeanway. TV93, I am welder unit 102. I assemble your chassis. Not assemble none, my chassis. Dude, it's your mom. No, it's not. She's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we could be like, you know, I could be like your dad? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right, hold on. I can't. It has been so long <laughs> since we wrote this. It's July. We wrote this in July. I have to remember what we wrote. Uh, yes, yes, you did. Hey, Maddie and the droid guy still lives. Mm-hmm. Maddie and the droid guy. But now it's turning into uh, a weird sitcom where the droid guy is Maddie's dad. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Hey, so... she is single. Dude. <laughs> Is she seeing anyone right now? Hmm. Okay, Christine's coming back in. While we are waiting for her, if I increase my brawn, how much does my wound threshold go up? Normally it goes up by one. Is there a circumstance where it'd do more than that? Not that I can think of. And soak is by one too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is your brawn now? Uh, it's five. five. Nice. With the power suit. So my wound threshold's 21. My soak is seven. Oh my gosh, uh, Chris. And I, I did I did max out four sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one... That one's fun. I'll like it. Yeah, I'll not be mean about the brawn with the four sleep. Chris. Fine. Chris. Kith took Matu's... Daily physical training to heart. She has both melee and brawl now. Ooh. Also, she's keeping the axe. <laughs> Which is so much fun considering she has a one brawn. She's very fierce about it, though. <laughs>